For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I am Michael Stelzner. To my side is Kimberly Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers who are looking to stay on the edge of social media. Marketers who are like, I have a hard time keeping up with this ever-changing world. Well, guess what? We're here to help. We'll bring you the experts. We'll talk it through. We'll help you get through this crazy time. By the way, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2018, the event that so many of us are so excited about. We have a a big sale ending today on our all-access ticket, smmw18.com, smmw18.com. On today's show, we are going to explore a bunch of stuff. First of all, we're going to be joined by Mari Smith. She's going to talk about the brand new Facebook local app. What is that? Well, you'll find out in just a minute. In addition, Facebook Stories is coming to groups and to events. Mari will tell us what she thinks about it. In addition, Elisa Meredith is joining us to talk about a bunch of Pinterest updates, including Pinterest pin codes. What's a pin code? Wait and find out. (laughs) By the way, if you're uh, new to this show, we would love it if you would follow us or subscribe in whatever means necessary. If you're on Facebook, there should be some way for you to subscribe. If you're not and you just want to figure out the show uh, plan, you can simply go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Uh, last request before we get started is to share this. We would love it if you would share this on whatever platform you are watching on. And Kim, let's go ahead and bring up screen shares Why I welcome the one and only Mari Smith to our show, the leading expert in the world on Facebook. Mari, how are you doing today? Outstanding. <laughs> Excellent. So well, um, we're going to go. Let me lead us into this first segment, Mari. Um, Facebook has just um, announced something called Local. And why don't you start off by telling us what the app is, and then we can talk about all the cool things that it can do and what it might mean. Facebook about a year ago released a standalone events app. And I got to tell you, Mike and friends, honestly, I never even used it. I didn't even know it was available. <laughs> what this is, is basically the a revamped, a revamped version of Facebook events now called Facebook Local. And I have to tell you, friends, I think this is probably one of the best Facebook apps I've seen. They've really put a lot of thought into it. It's basically going to uh, allow you to go in. You, first off, you're going to put where you are or where are you going to visit? Let's say you're going to on, on a trip and you want to know what the best restaurants are, or you want to go to the theater, or you want to find a, a yoga class or whatever it might be. You just pop the city in and then you can go and do all of these amazing filters. You can see what your friends are going to. You can create your own calendar of events. You can look at maps view or list view. You can put multiple filters on there. So, you know, Mike, I really think this is a big competitor to Yelp, 
for sure, possibly meetup, possibly even Eventbrite. I have actually predicted for quite some time that Facebook might well uh, introduce a paywall to events such that there'd be a competitor to Eventbrite. So could you imagine being able to do a Facebook Live into a Facebook event only to paying ticket holders? That's a little down the road a bit, getting ahead of myself. But what we have right here, as TechCrunch said in their article, you know, the, the new mission, brand new as of this year, for Facebook is to bring the world closer together. And there's no better way than offline events, getting together in person for social, for networking, for business, for parties, for health and wellness, for shared interests and passions. And when I, I started to look at this app, the other day, Mike, I said to Christopher, oh, my gosh, we're suddenly going to have a, a newly revived social life in San Diego because I, I kept finding all kinds of cool things like classes and all kinds of interests that I'm like, oh, I just don't have time to pursue that. But I'm like, oh, wait, there's a class on permaculture gardening about 15 minutes from my house on Saturday morning. <laughs> I think I'll go. <laughs> this is fascinating, isn't it? Because Facebook is combining 70 million business pages with reviews and friends check-ins and stuff. And and yes. this is really like Facebook taking on Yelp and maybe TripAdvisor, don't you think, Mari? And True. I think this could be huge, right? I mean, like if we have a local business, this could be absolutely huge. So let's, let's look at what we're looking at here on the screen and kind of maybe sure. talk about some of the functions of it because yeah. it is pretty darn impressive if you want to go ahead and explain what we're looking yeah. at. For yeah. the viewers who are listening, maybe describe it in, in words. Yeah, so on, on the three screenshots that you have right now, uh, and if, if people look at the very bottom of those screenshots, you see it has three key buttons. There's a home, there's a discover, which is the one in the middle, and then there's your own calendar. So on that first, the screenshot on the left, it starts out by showing you what are trending events, and those are trending because they're popular in your area, and because of the social graph, those will be events that your friends have either RSVP'd for or indicated they're interested in. Hmm. And then up at that top, there's two rows of categories, but there's actually way, way more when you tap on the more button, a whole list, about 20 different categories and filters. And when you're looking for something to do tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, wherever, in any city that is uh, is, is in here, by the way, I should just say a quick uh, a sidebar here, everybody, is really important, that a local event, the local app, Facebook local right now is only available in the United States for now right. on both iOS and Android. But I was just doing a quick demo on my own page and you can punch any city in the world in there, right? That's why it's like a TripAdvisor competitor, right? So if you're going to travel somewhere, you could check it out, right? Very true. Very true. And my point in bringing that up, Mike, is that anybody here who, if you have a local a local business, if you do local events, if you do online events, online events, so either in person, offline or online, uh, or you're an event organizer in some way, shape or form, or you're a marketer, you do webinars, whatever it might be that you have reason to use the events tool on your Facebook page. I know on Social Media Examiner, you guys do the events for obviously the social media marketing world, but you can use events for any purpose and they show up now in this local app because it's local, but it's also based on the social graph. So back to the screenshots here, you can look at all those different filters and then in the middle hey, there- Real quick you question, can, Mari. Yes. What are some of those categories that 
just so people can think about the kinds of businesses, can you read any of them or do you remember what they are? I know there's restaurants, but what else is I there? have them right in front of me on my trusty phone. <laughs> Events, restaurants, cafes, drinks, uh, oopsies, hang on, uh, food, health, music, networking, religion, theater, wellness, art, wow. causes, it's comedy. Huge, huge it's categories. Amazing. Wow. Huge, huge. And I'm and they'll probably even add more. Gardening. See, gardening's a category. Huh. Wow. <laughs> and then you can look on map view or you tap the icon in the upper right there and you can then look just at list view. You can save events. You can see what friends of yours have expressed interest and or, or RSVP'd that they're going to an event. And then on that third screenshot there, you can actually have your own calendar. That is your own. It's not visible to anybody else. And you can actually expand it up. You can go backwards, forwards. Now it could actually literally be your own calendaring app, quite frankly. You could have all your events in there, although I don't know I'd put – I don't know I'd ever give up my Google calendar in lieu of a Facebook calendar. (laughs) You know what I think is is cool about this is that it shows you the events that your friends are going to, right? So so that's like – the power of this thing is that everybody already is on Facebook yeah. and everybody already does lots of activities on Facebook and it's bringing all that data together in a pretty fascinating yeah. way. And, you know, because you're supposed to turn on your location with this app, I also think that this is going to um, provide Facebook more location type of data because not everybody like me, you know, turns on their location with Facebook because I don't want all that data to be available to Facebook. But this is almost like a backdoor, if you will, for Facebook to begin tracking all sorts of data about all these kinds of events we go to that's all going to tag into our open graph, right? Like they're going to know Mari's going to go to that gardening event, right? And they're going to be like, well, we had never had any idea Mari was interested in gardening. And it's just just a a new layer of data that I think is quite fascinating. What does this mean for for local businesses? I mean, I think this is huge for local businesses, right? It is huge for local businesses, nonprofits, churches, you name it, anybody, any local organization that has any kind of a local event. And it might be like my local grocery store. They might just do, you know, they got some kind of special for Thanksgiving, something like that. It doesn't have to be, you know, an official, an official event. Uh, in a way, there's creative ways that local businesses could use this. But the number one most important thing is to go to your Facebook page on desktop. I mean, you could do it on, on mobile and create an event it's just easier to do on desktop to go to your page and create events i was just doing a quick demo of that on my own page because i actually had hidden the events i hadn't used the events tab in a long time i didn't even have the events tab on my page for for a while but i've just reinstated it and one of the reasons why is because when you go to the page it actually puts events up top i mean you can well you can reorder the on, on in the wall i mean but in any case you can then begin to use the events feature tab on your page to make sure that your events are getting pushed into this app and it's it's a wonderful app for discovery yeah we're gonna uh we're gonna talk later in the show uh about some new discoveries that we discovered about events and all these things will start to tie together um according to TechCrunch, facebook said that they will not be planning any advertising in this app for a while and mari this this kind of goes with what we've we've seen, right? They tend to come out with apps, try to get mass proliferation on these apps, right? Before they start rolling advertising into them. 
that's been our experience. That's very right? true. Yeah. You know, they're going to do advertising at some point or another. Of course they exactly. have to, you know, and this might, you know, Facebook just throws stuff at the wall. And I, I don't mean that to be so casual, but they, they ship, right. They're, they're always shipping right. a, a new product and they're, and they're, you know, ever hopeful that there's one of their products will just, just really fly. And this could very well be one of them. This could be one of their best creations yet. So this next thing I'm very excited about and, Kim, let's go ahead and show the next screen share here. Um, Facebook is rolling out what they're calling collaborative stories for groups and for event pages. Wow. What do you think about this, Mari? You know, I think there's two camps right now. There's two camps of Facebook users. There's those that are diehard stories users, and there's those who have no clue what it is and are confused and <laughs> keep wondering what are these little bubbles on the top of their Facebook every time they go there. Uh, they don't understand it. They don't understand the use of it. Um, but this is really interesting because Facebook is so determined, so determined to get us all on board with stories and to love them and utilize them in some way, shape, or form. As you know, our some folks might not know here, but but really Snapchat was the one that came up with the whole concept of ephemeral messaging. It's a, always portrait, never landscape or square. It's portrait, full screen. It's uh, either an image or a short video, 15 or 20 seconds, depending if it's Instagram or Facebook. And you can add all kinds of stickers and filters and fun, fun, you know, extra things. And it's great for top of mind visibility, awareness, if you will, get seen in those top bubbles, uh, certainly on Instagram. But on Facebook, they've really had a hard time getting user uptake. They have not revealed the number of stories users on Facebook. I know that there's uh, there were 70 million uh, fa- Facebook user, users for the Messenger Day, and they just recently merged Messenger Day and Facebook Stories. But they're short messages that disappear after 24 hours. And this collaborative that you're talking about right now, Mike, the fact that they're bringing them to groups and events and pages, they're like, look, people, you are going to like stories. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, uh, this is where I think it's interesting, Mari, because just think about the event stuff we've just been talking about, okay? Yeah. So yeah. as people are at an event, um, like social media marketing world, for example, um, mm-hmm. we as the manager of the event page can curate which stories make it into the official story, if you will, for our event. I think that is huge and that will incentivize people to actually use these things. And if you have a frame like we do for our event, that's Mm -hmm. like branding incentivized just for the event and it's all curated into one thing for the event. Now, for groups, I'm not so sure. And by the way, I don't have this yet, Mari. Do you have this yet? I've looked at our event page and groups. But it's it's officially out. It's it's officially been confirmed by TechCrunch. Um, So – Snapchat has been doing things like this at events where they would, in their stories thing, you would see some of the best tweets that they would have from major events that are going on. But now they're bringing this kind of function, they being Facebook, to anyone who has an event. And I think if there's a place to do these kinds of stories, it's when you're at events. I mean, I yeah. see you all the time doing these when you're at events, right, Mari? I mean, this absolutely. is absolutely. I, I absolutely do. I, I love doing stories, and anytime I'm camera ready, I'm going to do some stories, and it's a wonderful way. Like I say, top of mind awareness is one aspect, but also just delivering little gems, little nuggets. I see you doing them as well, Mike, and it's fun to just be a little goofy, show the quirky side of your personality. But I, I Are you love saying what I'm you're quirky. <laughs> just huh? kidding. Are you saying you I'm are. quirky? You're definitely a little quirky, but okay, yeah, right. I have my quirkiness too. Guilty. 
guilty. <laughs> but I love what you're saying about the collaborative with it with an event, a large event like yours with thousands of people coming. Right. Definitely is a wonderful way to do to, to incentivize and like to say using the the frame as well. And in fact, I think this is really quite innovative now with this new release of of stories on groups, events, pages, and the concept of collaborating, and 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 then the group owner or the event owner having the controls over uh you know contributing who's contributing to those stories and curating as you say this is facebook going above and beyond copying snapchat now they're starting to get innovative and they could very well you know get even more of an edge i mean they've already totally uh, uh surpassed snapchat stories with instagrams like 300 million daily active users on uh, instagram stories so we'll see where this this one takes them i'm pretty confident this will be finally people will get it they'll be at an event they'll see the story go oh okay now i see how you can use stories and they might begin to embrace them more on their regular facebook profile well, and the, page yeah and the last news item here is that uh, messenger day and stories are essentially one in the same right so that means when you Correct. post on your personal profile or in messenger day they're they're seen by both you know if we just step back and we think about this uh, move towards enabling ease of getting to events and then documenting events and stories, I think we're beginning to see what Facebook is doing here, which is creating really useful um, tools for the users and those that are organizing the events to kind of, I don't know, move towards an age where we don't need any other apps. I don't know. What do you think, Mari? I think it really is the Hotel California. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's funny you should say that because the other day when I posted on my page about the new local app, um, I did also include, I I quoted from TechCrunch, but I included an article from Wired. And Wired, literally the title, the title of that article was Facebook Local might be the only Facebook app you need. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Because, and you know, I eventually mean, they'll roll it all into the Facebook app, right? I mean, eventually it'll probably be, you know, a couple of years, they'll bring it into the Facebook app, just like the groups app was killed. You know what I mean? And now it's all integrated into the Facebook app. I don't know. We'll see. They what might is. not. You know, they might not. If they see hundreds of millions, literally, if they start rolling this out beyond the United States fairly soon and they start to see hundreds of millions of users, it's very possible they'll keep it as a standalone. Yeah. Also, though, I was reading from one of the Facebook product managers that it's the exact same code on the local app as it is for the Facebook events inside of Facebook. So any updates they make one or other place, hmm. they're going to be automatically synced. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about user experience and making sure that the app loads quickly and it's positive and people keep coming back and yep. you know and maybe if that's only two apps well three they got to use messenger and then they got to use instagram right so then they got to be four main apps <laughs> well <coughs> excuse me um exciting times folks go download local it's literally just called local uh by facebook and give it a shot it's kind of exciting mari yeah. tell everyone where they can find you and all the awesome stuff that you've got going on and thank you so much for coming on our show this week my pleasure. Always happy to do that. Facebook, we're at Mari Smith and Twitter at Mari Smith and we're marismith.com. Instagram, I'm Mari underscore Smith. And I am giving away a wonderful free video gear list on my page. And I've got some cool stuff coming out next week for Black Friday. Wah! Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mari. Yeah. Talk we'll to you soon. soon. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, Mari. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Lots of cool, exciting stuff, especially if you are in the business of doing anything with events or if you're in the business of doing anything with local um, you definitely need to check it out. And we're all, we all live in a local place. So at the very, you know, uh, minimalist perspective, we need to be thinking about how this could actually benefit us as users. It's pretty exciting. 
Um, do want to remind you guys that this show is brought to you by Social Media Examiner and Social Media Marketing World. That's right. Our official sponsor is Social Media Marketing World. And that's the conference where you go and you talk and you learn and you network and you make connections that could have a huge impact on your business. Check it out by visiting smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. All right. In our next segment, we are joined by Elisa Meredith. Uh, and I always pronounce your name wrong. I apologize. Yeah. It's Elisa, right? right. I did it. it. Okay, good. <laughs> Pinterest, visual search and technology tools, bunch of news from Pinterest. Uh, break it down. Tell us what the news is this week, if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Well, this is exciting here. What we're seeing is lens your look. So we've been able to use lens to be out in the wild and take a picture of something and have Pinterest show us similar items so we could shop for something someone was wearing that we just had to have. Well, what this does is kind of like a style advisor in your pocket. So you take a photo of something that you have already in your closet and you start with a text search and then you add a photo to it and it will show you items that might look good with what you already have to make a new outfit. Yeah, and if I can um, verbally describe what's going on for folks that don't see the picture, we're looking at a like a leather jacket um, that someone hung on a wall and essentially just pull, opened up the Pinterest app. Is that right? And it just kind of recognized what it was. Uh, not leather, denim. And then all of a sudden it showed all these other denim jackets. Is that right? Am I getting that right? Well, this actually goes further than that because that was kind of the original lens. So what they've done here is they started out with a text search where it says autumn outfit in that text box at the top. Okay. And then to the right of the text field is a plus sign with your camera icon. So you can either use a photo you've already taken or take a photo. And so it combines that text search with the photo you take oh. to create an autumn outfit out of your picture. Wow. Of your denim jacket. And it's recommending yeah. it's recommending clothes that would go with the thing that's in yeah. the picture. Is that the idea? Yeah, isn't that wild? That is crazy. What do you think about that, Kim? Yeah. Um, I'm all for it. I need any help I can get. So <laughs> I think it's awesome. Cool. I feel the same way. It cool. hasn't rolled out to everybody. I don't have it yet. Um, uh, but yeah. it's gonna be really exciting. And this is just yeah. one of a couple things, right? That's that's what they're calling lens your look. Is that right? Or is that mm -hmm. something else? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, that's lens your look. So what else is new here with Pinterest? Oh, what else is new is that ShopStyle has deepened their partnership with Pinterest so that we can do more shoppable looks. So shop the look. So ShopStyle has, I think, 25,000 brands they partner with. So they're adding 5 million more shoppable pins to Pinterest which means that when you find an item that you like on Pinterest, there's a fairly good chance that it's going to be a shoppable pin. And when you see those white dots show up in the photo, you can click on those and it will show you the items in the picture. And then you can instantly either, sometimes there will be a buyable pin, which you could purchase right in the Pinterest app. And sometimes it will just take you very quickly and seamlessly to the website where you can buy that item. Yeah. So if I can describe what we're looking at here for our podcast listeners, we're looking at a woman um, and she's holding what looks like a purse and mm -hmm. there's a bunch of white dots on the screen. Are those dots there because someone clicked there or are they there to let you know you can click on that? They're there to indicate that if you click on it, that item like the jacket, the skirt, the purse and the shoes, um, that's what has white dots on it. Those are viable or shoppable from that pin. Ah. Uh, and then you can click on the one you want. It will take you to that item to purchase it. Got it. And and that is a that is the result of a relationship with a 
with a bunch of different shops. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah. So shop style partners with 25,000 brands to bring this about. There are, there are other companies uh-huh. that do it as well, but shop style is, is huge into this. So obviously they see a, a good reason to do it. So if this is something you'd like for your products, uh, that would be an option to apply to be a brand partner with shop style. Awesome. What the heck is a Pinterest pin code? <laughs> describe it for us and then, and then describe what it looks like for folks that don't see the picture of it. Yeah. So a pin code is kind of like Pinterest version of a QR code, but fortunately we don't need a separate app to use it. So it may be better adopted than the QR codes are in this country. Although in other countries, uh, they are quite widely used. And that makes sense that Pinterest would want to get in on that because more than half of Pinterest users now are from outside the U.S. But I think this has a better chance of being adopted than QR codes because, like I said, it's right in app. So the pin code, you can create your own even. If you go to your profile and you click on your profile picture, it's going to give you the option to create a pin code. So when you just point your your Pinterest camera at a pin code, it will take you to that person's profile. And in this particular case, we're looking at a, a sign that says Pinterest gifts under $100. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pin code looks like uh, some sort of weird picture in the middle with a bunch of circles around yes. it. Is that picture in the middle the um, the avatar of the Pinterest user? Is that the idea? It, it should be, yeah. Okay. But this is for Nordstrom. Okay. So that is not their logo. But what's different about what they're able to do is they can link directly to a specific board. Whereas most of us can only link to a specific profile. So that may be something to do with the way they've set up their board that it shows up like that. So what's so the, what's the application here? Help me understand, like, yeah. why would someone put a Pinterest pin code in a physical location when you're already there? That's the part I'm struggling with. Yeah. So um, that's an interesting one. I think just to provide some more inspiration, you could scour the shelves or you could look through the app to find out what you can afford, right? So this is gifts under $100. It makes a lot of sense to make that easy for people. They could spot it right right in front of them. That's $100 without looking at the price tag. But I think the wider application is going to be for people to get people to follow them on Pinterest by putting it maybe at the entrance of their store or a business or card even more so. or what could you put it on a business card on the back of a business yeah. card? Yeah. So I was going to say anywhere that you would like to have a link to Pinterest, but you can't like a business card or a magazine ad hmm. anywhere, or even a flyer, whatever, you know, a PDF that you expect to be printed out. This would absolutely be a good use for it. And, and there's no reason why we can't, all use it as marketers. Now, is this available? Do you have this yet? Yes, I do have this. Hmm. Yeah. What's your no, thoughts on it? I mean, do you think that, do you think do you think this is going to be useful for businesses, or do you think it's kind of a a gimmick since most people are already online when they're when they're using Pinterest and they're not necessarily thinking to pull Pinterest up when they're in physical locations? What's your thoughts on that? You know, there already is a pretty big correlation between real life shopping and Pinterest use. Hmm. People in and grocery stores will often pull up their recipes on Pinterest. So I think people who use Pinterest are going to use this oh, because like they're already thinking that way. Oh, this is the output I wanted. I need to go look at it. That app and Pinterest is on their minds. I, I do think it has a pretty good chance of working. Yeah, I guess as long as they recognize that what they're looking at is a Pinterest code, right? Because it is kind of a yeah. new look. And it's if I first saw it, I would not know what the heck it is, right? Because it looks totally strange. Yeah. And like this one doesn't... 
doesn't have that, but when I did mine, it, it says underneath um, how to use it. Got it. So it gives you a little hint. Very cool. And then I guess there was some sort of Firefox update for a Pinterest extension. Do you know what the news is on that? Yes. So visual search has been on Chrome for a while now. So if you were to go to a site, like I always use Wayfair because they have a lot of great images. If you go to a site, um, it has a little icon in the upper right corner that if you click on that, it instantly does a Pinterest search for everything related to that item that's on Pinterest. Mm. So you could do some serious comparison shopping that way. So the, the only difference there is that now the, um, the Firefox extension does that as well as Chrome. Now, um, the last news item is that you can now somehow organize your boards. Is that correct? Can you kind of explain a little bit of what's, yeah. what's the deal with that? Yeah, so you can add sections to your boards. So let's say this was your board and you had a, a kitchen board, but you wanted to organize it even more by making sink options or, or faucet pantry. options yeah. or colors I like. Uh, it really is for the user, though. So um, I was on a Pinterest webinar this week, uh, and they always give out little tips that you don't read anywhere else. And I asked them, I said, is there any marketing use for this? Does this impact search at all? Um, because you would think maybe SEO, if you had kitchen and then sinks, Pinterest would put that together. Okay, this is a kitchen sink. It would give them more cues to help you show up and search. Mm -hmm. But for now, no, it is just for users. Um, that could change in the future. And perhaps if it's widely adapted or adopted, it will. But for now, the thing to do if you're looking for marketing SEO purposes is to create niche boards instead of a board with a section in it. And this is a feature that was rolled out in mid-September to just select users. Now it's available um, on iOS, Android, and web, um, yeah. I believe globally, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, Lisa Meredith, tell everybody where they can discover more about you and all the awesome stuff you've got going on. And thanks for coming on the show this week. Oh, thank you. It's always fun. So um, I blog at elisameredith.com and also blog.tailwindapp.com. And I did just put out a, an article about how we can use all these new features. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And just so you know, if you're listening, it's A-L-I-S-A -S Meredith, not E. So thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Okay. So as you guys can tell, there's a lot of stuff going on. Now we're going to move into our found in the wild segment where we've got some really crazy stuff that we've discovered. The first thing is that Facebook is testing cover image slideshows on pages. And Kim, tell us what the news is on this. Well, you pretty much just covered it. Facebook is testing out cover image slideshows. <laughs> it showed up for a little while on several of the pages that we have access to. And then now has disappeared. So we're hoping they're going to bring it back because it was a really exciting update where you could upload multiple images onto your Facebook banner and they would work as a slideshow for people who are visiting your page, which as marketers, you have to understand what great opportunity that is. Um, I would have loved to have been able to do that for our social media marketing world page and show various shots from the event, etc. So hopefully this will be coming back soon. But that's the, the have you skinny. Have you actually seen anyone do the slideshow? I mean, I know we've seen that we had access to it, but have you actually seen what it looks like? Is it like an animation or we don't have any confirmed sightings of it? Actually I didn't used? see any sightings of anyone who had actually used it. And I was getting ready to create one and the option disappeared. 
So, but if, if you want to test, if you have it, or if it comes back, you click on the, the option is available right there where the little camera is for you to update your, your Facebook banner image. And it'll say create slideshow. So, you know, there might be other pages that have it now or will be coming back to. Okay. And other news, uh, found in the wild. This one comes from Matt Navera. Um, th- there is a new test of something called a, um, fan club feature for live video. So, um, I asked Matt, what the heck is this and what does this mean? And he said, quote, my hunch is it's a way for pages that have quote unquote fans like football clubs or pop stars or other influencers to integrate a fan app, uh, to their Facebook page so that when they go live, that live stream will feed right into that fan app. So that's kind of fascinating mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um, I, yeah. didn't, I, I don't even know of anybody who has a quote unquote fan app, but this is, uh, this is another screenshot of the exact same thing. Just kind of the, the, pre- the prior one was zoomed in, but, um, this is the first time I've actually heard of Facebook, um, allowing integration with apps. So that's kind of a neat right. concept for those of us that do live video. Over to you, Kim. That is. Okay. So our next one is that. Facebook has consolidated page event management within the publishing tools for pages. So now it's a much easier for page admins to manage their Facebook events within the publishing tools uh, menu item. So once you click on publishing tools, you're brought to this screen where you can create an event. And more importantly, you can manage the events that you already have in one convenient location. It used to be that when you wanted to manage your event, you had to go to the actual event page. And if you have multiple events, you would have to go to each page to manage it. Now, Facebook has consolidated all of that. And if we had more than one event going on, say we still have the summit going, which we don't, but if we did, it would would be listed right under here and we can manage both of those events at the same place without transferring over to the page. And some of the actions that you can take for your events, you can boost the event right from the right from this publishing tools interface. You can look at insights for the event, edit the event, share it, duplicate it. They've brought back the duplicate function. So anyone who creates events, you know how frustrating it was when they took away that option to duplicate events. They've brought it back. Sweet. And then you can also cancel your event right from within publishing tools. Awesome. So awesome. It's yeah, it's a really nice dashboard. So um speaking of events, Facebook is making events dynamic when they're in the newsfeed. So um and, and the best way to describe this is I just on the desktop started typing I'm attended, attending, and then I at tagged and I and then I typed in social media marketing world 2018. And it is cool. And, and immediately the, the, uh, in the past, when you at tag an event, it would just link to it. But in this case, it didn't just link to it. It brought all the open graph data right into it. So we can see here on the screen, there's the big cover image of the event. There's my friends that are attending the event. And there's the ability dynamically to say whether I'm interested or going right from the tagging feature which I think is huge. So, so mm-hmm. two things here. Number one, that you can tag it. And number two, that if you, if you do link to an event, it dynamically brings in data from the event that I've never seen before, which is kind of cool. This is why I think this is connecting with some of the other stuff that uh, we were talking about earlier with Mari. Right. And then speaking of events, we've got some more news. So now we've got, we've got a new feature from Facebook that uh, it's an 
option tag, I mean, it's an option to tag an event on your personal status updates. So this feature um, uses your location to present current events happening nearby and gives you the option to tag yourself as either being there or planning to participate right within your status update. So just right now, it's limited to profiles and on mobile devices. We haven't seen it on pages or and, desktops, and, and I don't but it's it. really cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I don't have it either. But this is what's really neat about it is, as you were saying before, when you tag an event, ordinarily, it just brings up a link to that event on mobile, especially you've seen how it uh, on desktop. Now you can get that nice option. But on mobile, if you tag an event, it's just going to show the link to the event. Well, when you click tag an event, it's going to bring up all of these events that are local to you and happening within the uh near future within a few days. And so you can click on any of these and put them in your status update as you're, you're attending, you're interested. So it's, I mean, I think it's a, whoops. And it's see a how great, it says it's search events up there too, which is kind of cool. So if you don't see the event, you can search for it right there, which is kind of cool. Correct. Awesome. Correct. And so we have another found in the wild and that is the ability to, Search, filter, and manage posts created by you, your friends, or everybody. So I'll break this down for you a little bit. This is somebody's timeline, their personal timeline. And there's a new manage section where you can specify a date range. You can click posted by and and decide, you know, do you want to see posts by just your own posts? Do you want to filter by just your friend's posts? Or do you want to see all posts? And this is just a way of, because the timeline can get very busy with a lot of posts and there's a lot of information going on. This is just a way of filtering through and finding the posts that you're looking for. So this is this is showing an example of her filtering by a date and wanting to see only her own posts. I think that's kind of cool. So, I have not seen it that is. yet. I don't have it. I don't have it yet. I think it's only on Android right now. That's what I've been told. Yeah. And uh, Cole, uh, Kelly Mirabella is just, for some reason, it's like she's selected all the time as a beta tester, it seems, because she yeah. sees all these crazy things. So uh, we want right. to give a shout out to her for finding that one. Um, okay. Yeah, she's the moderator of our society group. So thank you, Kelly. All right. And she also, I think, found uh, one of the other ones that we had we had shown as well. So um, the tagging of the local events. All right. Um, the next found in the wild, this is one that I actually discovered. And what's really fascinating about this is I was surfing through my phone. I think it was my phone. And all of a sudden it said pages from stories you might like. Now, uh, page stories from, uh, well, it says page stories you might like. I don't know why they use the word stories. It confuses the heck out of me. Yeah. They should say yeah. page posts you might like. These were actually... Mm-hmm posts from pages I do not follow. Okay. This was the fascinating part of this, right? I do not follow these pages, but it said you might like these stories. Now that was fascinating to me because here we are in an age where we're seeing declining reach in the newsfeed and um, a post from a page I don't follow popped up because they think that I might be interested in that. And it was kind of a carousel kind of thing that I could scroll through, which I thought was really, really cool. All right, on to the next one. Uh, this is the this is another really cool one. Facebook adds highlighted shares to um, video metrics for pages. So the best way to describe this is um, when you have a video that you share on your page, 
um, wouldn't it be good to know which other pages are sharing it and what kind of exposure you're getting? Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Now you can get it. And the way you get to it is you go into insights, you pick a video, and then you click on this third tab that says shares beta. And what you see on the screen here is every page, or at least the top five pages that have shared your video, the date they shared it, how many views they specifically brought to your video, the post engagement, and the average watch time. This is absolutely fascinating because we saw mm-hmm. um, we saw uh, Stitcher Studios had shared one of our episodes of The Journey, uh, journey.show, uh, if you want to watch it on YouTube. And the watch time was much longer than our average watch time. And Facebook is, um, you know, providing this level of detail. And Marketing Land said, quote, it could spur more branded content deals between marketers, publishers, and creators. So I think that's kind of a cool, cool thing. Okay. So this is all about collection ads. <clears throat> and Facebook is adding more flexibility to the creation process for collection ads. Um, it used to be that you had uh, Facebook would automatically pull in products from a business's catalog, but now marketers can manually add products and choose the order and color variations for the products that are displayed in the ads. And another update is it used to be that there was a minimum of eight products that were required in these ads, and now it's been dropped down to just four. So what it's really doing is giving marketers a lot more control over how their collection ads look. And you can see from this, uh, let me start this video over in just a sec. I'll try and describe what's going on here. By the way, it looks very Pinterest-esque, doesn't it? We see the white dots yeah, over the clothes, and you can it does. click on them, and you can see it does. all these and little ads for products. What's great is in this particular ad, they've added a video. And underneath, they've added pictures of the products that are seen in the video. And once you click on one of those products, it brings up a full canvas ad. So you've got the collection ad in combination with the canvas ad. And for the canvas ads, they've added a new template called the Lifestyle Canvas Template for collection ads. And it was actually introduced in September, but it's now available to all advertisers with catalogs on their site. So they, this is, I mean, it's a really an amazing ad unit here where you get to have a picture or video, you get to select your products. Then when you pick, click on a product, it opens up into a full canvas ad and you can use templates to create those canvas ad experiences. Now, are you sure that these were videos or were these still images with the white dots on them? Because I didn't actually know if they were videos because I, I would imagine that'd be technologically a lot more challenging to click because it's moving. You know what I mean? If you look, if you look here, up here is the video. Right. Down here are still images. I see. For the products. I see. But up at the top is the video. Very fascinating. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like there's a little land rush between Pinterest and, and Facebook going on here, huh? With some mm-hmm. of these technical, technical features. All right. Uh, another exciting update is from Snapchat. By the way, guess what? We're on Snapchat. I should state this unofficially, but we're going to officially roll out our uh, Snapchat. You can find us on Snapchat at Snapchat. uh, SM Examiner is our user ID on Snapchat. We'll be rolling out our Snapchat plan in a lot more detail coming soon um, and why we're doing it and all that fun stuff. But, But they've got this new thing on Snapchat called Context Cards. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit from Adweek. Um, dubbed Content Cards, this feature launched last month, and it lets users view more information about a snap tagged with a location. Swiping on a snap um, 
geotagged with the location pulls up information like tips, directions, reviews, booking rides, you know, and their partnerships with Lyft and Foursquare and all that stuff. But up till now, only brands have been able to directly um, track what kind of actions people have taken with these little um, uh, context cards that pop up. Um, but now um, brands will be able to um, allow external links uh, on these little cards that show up. So you can drive sales to web traffic from the platform, which will be a boon for e-commerce, entertainment, and so on and so forth. So um, I still don't think this is widely available for everyone, but these little cards essentially just kind of remind me a little bit of YouTube cards, except the idea mm-hmm. is that you can drive them off the platform if you want to, to some sort of an action. In this particular case, we're looking at what I think is a movie called Wonder, And then Mm -hmm. um, starring Julia Roberts. And then there's a little card that pops up in the middle. And if you click on the card, it's taking you off of Snapchat to a website where you can go ahead and purchase a ticket to the movie. So that's kind of the application that we're looking at right here, which is kind of cool. And this does kind of sound similar to a lot of the stuff we've been seeing from Facebook, right, Kim? You know how on Facebook we've been seeing a lot of these abilities, to simplification of the transaction. And I think that's what Snapchat is doing here. So what we're looking at here is a pretty big announcement from Instagram that they have, uh, they're testing the ability to follow hashtags. So in addition to be able to follow people, you can actually follow a hashtag on Pinterest. So this image is from the next web and shows that Instagram is, is testing this hashtag option and you can search for the hashtag and it'll bring up, uh, the most the top posts and recent stories, you're not going to get like a fire hose of everything for that hashtag because that would be crazy. So, um, but if you, you do this hashtag search and follow a hashtag, you're going to see the top posts and recent stories from that hashtag. And it's, it's only been spotted on select accounts, but it's expected to roll out more broadly. Yeah. And uh, Pippa, oh boy, if I can say this name, Pippa, Akram is the person who uh, originally uh, found this. Uh, so it's kind of cool. You know, I don't know. Do you want to follow a hashtag? I would imagine it could be useful yeah. if it was an event. Like at Social Media well, Marketing World, I would imagine I would want to follow the Social Media Marketing World hashtag if I was at the event, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. And also, um, you can follow a hashtag so that you can find out who are the, the main influencers using that hashtag, especially if it's a niche hashtag. Hmm. So I think it's a great discovery tool also for user accounts. Yeah, and right now this is a test, so we don't really know if this is going to officially roll out, according to our notes here, at least. Correct. All right. Um, this one's kind of cool. YouTube has partnered with Ticketmaster, and wait till you guys see this. It's really innovative. So anybody uh, – think about musicians, right? They all have their 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 music videos on YouTube, right? Us folks that have been around for a while, it used to all be about MTV and VH1, right? Well, now it's <laughs> now it's all about getting your 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 videos up on YouTube. So here's the cool thing: if you are a pop star, and underneath your video, you can actually purchase tickets to the concert, right? This is so cool. So basically, Ticketmaster has it features hundreds of artists. Um, who have upcoming tour dates. So when the YouTube video plays, boom, up pops the ability to purchase tickets to the concert. What do you think about this, Kim? I think that's great because there's a lot of times that like, I'll follow a band and think, oh, I wonder when they're playing. When can I go see them? Then you have to search out their website and then search out tickets. This just makes it so easy and seamless. 
It's a great uh, idea. And, and this is really, you know, I think one of the first times that I've seen YouTube begin to do what we're seeing on a lot of the other social platforms, which is to simplify the transactional process. We just showed how Snapchat is doing this with movies, and now YouTube is doing this with with concerts. And of course, these musicians yeah. are going to want this, right? Because it's going to help sell out their concerts, help make more money, decide to have more concerts. It's just a totally logical next thing. It's only available right. in North America and it is available for all artists that have shows that are listed in Ticketmaster. So if you guys nice. have a favorite artist, just go to YouTube and watch one of their videos and you should from the mobile app and you should be able to see the ability of where all those concerts are, which I think is kind of cool. Well, you know, I was also thinking about this, like, because the next natural progression of this would be like movies and movie times and buying movie tickets. And yeah, so many people, so many marketers want to post on Facebook first because um, in the audience is there. But this gives now an additional reason to go onto YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that the movies thing is coming. I'm sure it's coming. All right, we've got some LinkedIn news, Kim. Go for it. So this is a GIF, and what it's showing is the um, LinkedIn has rolled out two new ways to collect leads with their new lead gen forms for sponsored content. So there's two different ways of doing this now, two different ways of using these these lead gen forms. One is in sponsored in-mail, and marketers can use the forms for their sponsored in-mail and collect lead data beyond the standard fields LinkedIn provides with new question fields. So not only can you can you collect the data like the you know name, company, phone, phone number, etc., you can now create your own custom questions in those fields and have those that information filled out. And uh, they also give you a, a variety of personalization options, you know, name, email, job title, company, and other fields from their profile. So when you use one of these lead gen forms and sponsored email, it's a much more rich experience for the advertiser now because you can get that custom question information answers. And the second way that you can use these new lead gen forms is with dynamic ads. And that's what we're seeing in the video right here. So the dynamic ad, uh, this is a new ad format. And the new dynamic ad format can instantly generate leads and enable content downloads like an ebook, white paper, or whatever from within the ad itself. And so that's what you're seeing in this is you can click on it. It's going to just click one box and LinkedIn's going to automatically send that information. You don't even have to wait for LinkedIn to populate the information, your, your personal information. It, by doing that, you automatically send it and then you can start the download immediately without leaving the ad unit at all. And if, so, I, could, if I could just comment on what we're looking at here, because some f folks can't see this, it's pretty, mm -hmm. pretty dang cool. We're looking at mm -hmm. a, um, a, an ad that has three ways to use psychology in your advertising and then it shows you like some tiny little thumbnails of the ad and you can kind of scroll through the thumbnails and then you can you can and it says preview and then if you hit the mm -hmm. download button all it says is check a box there's nothing right. else and then boom um the advertiser gets your contact and gives you the ability to immediately download the pdf of the thing there is no fields to fill out at all I've never seen anything like no. this. I think this is really and, uh, smart. I was going to say that Facebook isn't doing this. Right. This is, I mean, this keeps you not only within the LinkedIn ecosystem, but you don't even have to leave the ad, which is amazing. I think this is an amazing ad unit, and I'm sure that it's going to really increase increase conversion rates for advertisers. 
Yeah, I think it's it's really cool. Very, very cool. And someone is saying, woohoo, LinkedIn, innovation is picking up. And thank you, Nancy. It's true. It's true. LinkedIn is really upping their game. All right. Next news story is Facebook has added four new tools for helping your business grow internationally. Um, and, and they're not just internationally. One of them is, is, uh, domestics, but listen to this. So first of all, they've got this thing called dynamic, dynamic language optimization, which means that you can, dynamically create your ad in multiple languages. I don't totally understand how it works, but I'm, my, my guess is Facebook is going to just translate it into Spanish and say, does this look okay? And then boom, you've got it. But dynamic typically implies that it's going to know if they're a Spanish speaker or an English speaker and decide which ad to show them. Um, in addition, they've got this multi-country lookalike audiences. So um, you can find people that are just like your typical customers in different countries or regions. Now, this is particularly interesting for people that are like in Europe, where you've got a bunch of countries in really close proximity to each other. Um, you can also do something called multi-city targeting. And according to Facebook, they say businesses can target all cities above a certain population size without having to do any research on those cities individually. Now, that's kind of fascinating, Kim, don't you think? This is fantastic because it used to be when you wanted to target multiple cities, you had to either add the actual city, you had to add the zip codes, or you had to add the DMA. And this is just making it so much easier. Yeah. So if you want to target cities with a population of less than a million, for example, or more than a million, you know, you can kind of go after those marketplaces and and not have to do all that research. You know, it just tells you. They've also got this thing called the Facebook IQ cross-border insights finder. And basically it's a tool that allows you to kind of discern um, what percentage of your audience is crossing the border. And what they'll do is they'll look at Facebook, Instagram, and the audience network and kind of look at people that are crossing borders. Like, for example, in San Diego, we've got a lot of people crossing into Mexico. It's one of the most popular border crossings. And if you wanted to target people that had a need because they're crossing borders, you know, then you could target them with that. And that's kind of cool. Okay. Well, and I also get the, I also get the sense here that they're looking at your campaigns and saying, okay, this did really well in Ireland, and this other country has right. comparable data. So you can, you know, why don't you try advertising there as well? Exactly. Facebook has expanded the or overha- overhauled and expanded Stories feature to Facebook Lite. So, in addition to the Big changes we've seen within Facebook Stories. Facebook now plans to launch a version of this new feature for the stripped down version of Facebook Lite. So right now, TechCrunch is reporting that Facebook Lite users can currently only view stories, but soon should have the ability to post stories as well from within that pared down app. So stories is just uh, going full board everywhere. Twitter has expanded the ability uh, for your on-screen display name to be up to 50 characters. And this is kind of a big deal for, for a couple of reasons. It's not your Twitter.com name. It's actually – it's not Twitter.com slash like SM Examiner. It's the actual display name that you see when someone looks at your profile. Um, the reason they wanted to get it past 50 characters is because now you can add your middle name, your surname, a PhD to the end of it. I've even seen people put like, you know, more emojis or descriptive phrases that describe what they are like keynote speaker. So 
you know, you can get, you can get creative with this. And back in the day, we could not put the words social space media space examiner. We literally had to say social space media examiner. We could not put our whole company name in there because our company name has had too many characters. So now we're able to do that. So you can begin to see some of the applications here um, mm-hmm. and you could start to get creative with this. Whether this is indexable over search, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, but it is now, you know, you do now have the, have the ability to, to, to add these extra characters. Cool. Well, Twitter has also temporarily suspended all general account verifications, which if you are familiar with Twitter, you know that that's how you get that blue check mark next to your name and profile. So it said until it resolves confusion around what it means to be verified by Twitter. So um, I guess this be- this came about because there was a wave of significant criticism about the platform verifying questionable users. For me, the most interesting part of this story is that, according to Twitter and a series of tweets from Twitter, that it will also be revoking blue check marks from accounts that do not fall within these new guidelines. So some of these accounts that are questionable and have the blue check mark could very well be losing it soon. Let's be honest, it, it was really easy to get a blue check mark. You know, I've seen people with like, 20, 50 followers that have had blue check marks, you know, and I think that they really didn't do a lot of due diligence on a lot of the people that got the blue check mark. Um, and perhaps that's part of the challenge is that maybe there's some spammers or trolls out there that have the blue check mark. We'll see what happens. Um, well, there you have it, folks. That is our news this week. A couple of quick announcements. Number one, special thanks to Grace Duffy, who is our show producer and who also has managed the control room today, and Jeff C. for handling simulcasts. If you are new to our show, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show will get you our calendar. And you also want to know that next week we will not have a show because it's Thanksgiving here in the United States. Um, and we do have an audio podcast called the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. And probably anywhere else uh, where you happen to listen to podcasts. Uh, the last thing that I want to let everybody know is that um, Social Media Marketing World is around the corner. It's going to be here in no time. If you're thinking about going, today is a really good day to buy a ticket. So go to SMMW18, stands for Social Media Marketing World, SMMW18.com. Get your ticket. And join us in San Diego. And with that, on behalf of the entire news team at Social Media Examiner, we want to thank everybody for joining us today. Thank you for those of you that are watching on YouTube, for those of you that are watching on Facebook, and for those of you that are watching on Periscope. We will see you guys in two weeks. Everybody have a absolutely wonderful Thanksgiving. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, Hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.